Before the episode begins, time for a little bit of bragging. This is Series 9 of the podcast, and since it began in 2020, we've built up multiple thousands of listens and views. Now, just imagine if that audience were to hear your business or event sponsoring the episode, or even a whole series. Well, imagine no longer. Just check out the show notes for more details and how to get in touch. Welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. Suffragettes gather again at Caxton Hall. Miss Mary Richardson proudly wears the medals which tell how, in an effort to win the emancipation of women, she went on hunger strike and was forcibly fed. Miss Eileen Casey chats with the Reverend Hankinson, who visited suffragettes in jail. The get-together is to mark the 50th anniversary of the beginning of the movement. Miss Lillian Lenton, second from the left, went to jail six times. To the present generation, it seems almost unbelievable that women should have been so underprivileged only 50 years ago. That it is so incredible is a tribute to the sacrifices of the suffragette pioneers. That's a clip taken from a 1955 newsreel called Suffragettes Meet Again. You heard the name Lillian Lenton mentioned, and she is both the hero and villain of this episode. But after hearing her story, I'm pretty sure that you'll think she's more of the former than the latter. So what is Lillian's connection to us? Well, there is a strong possibility that she visited Wargrave once. Now, of course, a lot of people have definitely visited Wargrave and we're not going to be making a podcast about them. So why her? Well, first, let's get back to her roots. She was born in Leicester in 1891 and trained to become a dancer. But her life changed in 1911 when Prime Minister Herbert Asquith announced that his government would extend the vote to all men, but not to women. On hearing this, Lillian decided that she'd become a suffragette. At this time, a lack of progress was leading to frustration within the movement, which in turn led to more direct action. There was a campaign of smashing windows, which was designed to demonstrate that the government cared more about damage to property than the rights of women. But for some, this didn't go far enough. Lillian progressed from window breaking to setting buildings alight. I came along later in the militant campaign when people were no longer being arrested for little things like smashing windows. In fact, I was one of the first people to start burning buildings. And I burnt them at the rate of about two a week when not in prison. <laughs> the most high-profile target of her arson attacks was the tea pavilion at Kew Gardens, which she set alight in February 1913. It didn't end well because she was caught at the scene, arrested and taken to Holloway Prison. Here, things became even more grim. Lillian went on hunger strike, and this led to her being force-fed, one of the consequences of this brutality being pneumonia and pleurisy, due to food getting into her lungs. Meanwhile, the government had introduced the Cat and Mouse Act, where those on hunger strike were allowed to leave jail whilst under surveillance. Then after they recovered, they were locked up again. This happened to Lillian apart from the last bit, because she escaped and from then on she was known to the police as a tiny, wily, elusive pimpernel. Which brings us to Wargrave. 
Here's an excerpt from the Wokingham Fire Brigade diaries from June the 1st, 1914. Called at 3.40am to a fire at Wargrave Church, some two hours after the fire was started, the Henley and Wargrave Brigades were in attendance, roof and belfry destroyed, also bells, clock and all interior masonry, timber fittings and windows quite gutted. Estimated damage £8,000 covered by ecclesiastical insurance. The brigade returned home at 10.10am. As the report states, St Mary's Church was all but ruined. The roof caved in, the bells fell from their tower and no glass was left in the windows. But not all was lost. The parish registers, dating back to 1538, were snatched from the flames and the salvaged bell metal was used to cast the small bell that still hangs at the church. The rest of the metal was used to make medallions that were presented to the bell ringers of the time and similar medallions were also sold as a way to raise money to rebuild the church. It wasn't until 1916 that St Mary's was restored and ready for use again. Back to the Wokingham Fire Brigade report, and there's one sentence that I left out, and it's one that accuses the suffragettes of starting the blaze. And here's the evidence. At the scene of the fire, some postcards were discovered on which were written pro-suffragette messages accusing the government of torturing women. Also, two women had been seen near the church the previous evening. Like I said at the start of the episode, Lillian Lenton may well have visited Wargrave. A few months after the fire, the First World War began and militant suffragette activity was suspended. During this time, Lillian served as an orderly in Serbia and was awarded a French cross medal for her service towards the end of the war. By February 1918, some women over the age of 30 were allowed to vote but it was only about two-thirds of the total population of women in the UK. So Lillian's campaign for the vote on equal terms with men continued. It wasn't until 1928 that women over 21 were able to vote and finally achieved the same voting rights as men. Lillian Lenton died in 1972, aged 98. St Mary's Church remains, part of which date back almost 1,000 years, other parts date back over 100 thanks so much for listening to the rg10 podcast as i said at the start of the episode there are opportunities to sponsor the show check out the show notes to find out more and if you've got any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes then please do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or on any of our various social media channels goodbye